Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. I'm your host, Michelle. And we are now in a new year. We are in 2023. Just kind of want to wish you guys all the best for the new year. Um, I hope that 2023 is all that you desire for whatever you're manifesting. I hope that it comes through, comes true. Sorry, by the end of this year. Now, we do need to talk because your girl's been slacking a little bit. Um, why have I gone MIA? <laughs> so I haven't just gone a little bit MIA on the podcast. I've also kind of been disappearing on uh, our social media page as well. I kind of post here and there on our Twitter page. Um, not so consistent on our Instagram page. And I'm trying my best to do all of this as well as provide you great content. Keep in mind, this is a one man show or rather one woman show. So to be doing the podcast, also doing social media updates, you know, it, it could be a lot. And so what has been going on essentially, um, I will get into a little bit of it as well throughout this episode, but I one of the reason is also I did kind of get a little caught up with the holiday seasons, you know, the Christmas shopping, um, getting things ready for Christmas dinners, um, helping prepare for that, uh, baking in my case, um, spending some time with my family is I do spend a lot of time on social media. And so I just kind of wanted to put the phone down, um, enjoy the time spent. I had my mother come in from Montreal. And so, you know, we caught up and we chat and touch base and see how both of us are doing. And so, yeah, the holidays was really just about enjoying my family, enjoying loved ones, enjoying people dear to me while they're here. Um, and so, yeah, I did kind of 
disappear in December. Now, notably, I also disappeared after my recent, or rather my previous episode back in November. I was also supposed to drop two episodes in December, which I didn't. Like I said, Christmas was one of them. But the other reason was that I was, I've been having some issues with um, getting the content out. For example, I have an episode that was ready, clear to go, but um, I'm not too sure if it's a computer issue or if it's the program itself is not cooperating with me. And as you guys know that I've been trying to uh, move from not only an audio platform, but I'm also trying to move to more of a visual platform. As you know, podcasting has grown exponentially in a sense that we are seeing more and more podcasts be on video. So you're seeing things more so on YouTube. And I guess I understand it It enhances the listener's experience. Some people, you know, they can listen to podcasts or just our podcasting streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. But sometimes people want to see the visual aspect of it as well. And I'm not knocking it. I totally get it. As a creative, you have to learn how to take in the information that you get it and you have to be able to grow. And so I knew that it meant that I'm going to have to start growing my platform. Um, And so that's why I started to send out some visual content on our YouTube page on Sean Mellon. Now, the issue was getting the video. Um, Long story short, the video didn't finalize and we were just having a hard time. In order for us to get the audio, we need to first finalize the video and then from video we extract the audio. Yes, I'm giving you guys a lowdown. And unfortunately, because I can't get the video, I'm also unable to get the audio. So working on that, a lot of the uh, content that I had there, I think what we're going to maybe do is make it a bonus episode and plug it in somewhere because we are pretty much set in stone for this the rest of this season. Um, So I do apologize for the delay. um, And I apologize that I didn't communicate that with you. And I am definitely going to work on, you know, um, letting my nieces know if an episode is going to come out um, or if there's any sort of issues or whatever the case may be. And in order for me to do so, I'm going to need you to do a couple things. I'm going to need you to follow me on Instagram because that is really the only way I can get my information out um, to my listeners. So we're talking Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, once I put that information out on Instagram, it essentially copies out to Facebook and Twitter so that all my listeners or my followers on all those platforms are aware when an episode is going to drop or if an episode is not going to drop. And uh, definitely follow me on those three platforms, not just for episode dropping, but also for contests. I have got a great contest coming up. Okay, coming Valentine's Day. So I need you guys to stay tuned. I'm not dropping the content information on here in terms of like what do you need to qualify for the um, contest or um, what do you need to do because all of that is going to be on our Instagram page. So if you've got Instagram, you might want to start following us now so that you could get ahead of all these contests that are coming through. So that's pretty much the reason why I've kind of been MIA for a little bit. Um, I do apologize. Like I said, I'm going to do my best in 2023. That is something I definitely need to work on. I know I've been saying that I need to be more consistent um, with uh, posting on 
not only social media, but with my podcast. Um, and I'm really working hard towards that. Who knows? Maybe 2023 will be the year that I get some extra help <laughs> getting this done. Um, so on today's episode, what we're really going to do is we are going to look back at 2022. Um, and we're just going to look at everything, whether it was world news, um, as well as here, what has been going on in Canada. So just looking back, you know, it was a crazy year. I believe it was maybe the first two or three, I think it was the first two months. Um, the first thing that we were hit with was the war in the Ukraine. And, um, then we, you know, later on knew that a lot of countries were going to impose sanctions on Russia. And, you know, I mean, that was definitely, um, it started off the year very rocky, you know, 2021, I believe January was the coup in, uh, the capital, uh, the, uh, Washington DC, sorry. And that was the beginning of 20, um, 21 and like, just around the beginning of 2022. Now we're talking about a war between Ukraine and Russia. And it's crazy. I definitely had to do my homework to understand why this is happening. And as much as, you know, black Twitter joked around and said, oh my gosh, we're going to have another war. I pray that's never the case. I know that a lot of war leaders are really watching this situation closely and nobody wants war because uh, I ain't trying to die. All right, um, I got kids and I tried to die. And um, what a war would look like is nothing like back in the day. We're looking at like more nuclear wars and ain't nobody want that. You know, it would be devastating lost and it's just a loss all around for everyone. You know, people losing their lives because we all know, you know, if you don't know, then I definitely encourage you to do your to educate yourself on the, uh, what nuclear war would look like and, and how it could really, it could um, devastate a lot of people and it could be almost a way of uh, the extinction of the human race. And, you know, that's just my personal opinion about it. Um, so yeah, there was the war that we started off with and, and then in 2022, you know, later on, I feel as though... It was almost like it was the attack of the woman because as the year progressed, we saw, you know, uh, the attack of women in terms of abortion rights, right? We saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which was nothing that you ever as a woman would expect to see in your lifetime. You know, what a lot of people do is they fight for these things so that society can move forward. We never in our lifetime think that all the things that we're fighting for would be would ever go back and it would be overturned and now we're going back to fighting that again could you imagine if slavery became uh, legal again you know it's like we do all these steps or you know people fight for these causes and we hope as a society that we could progress and then things like this happen and it's kind of like you know we make 10 steps forward 15 steps back I know that's not how the saying goes, but work with me. Um, so I seeing that was very upsetting, I do believe. And, you know, people have, they have the ability to make their own choices. Now, whether their choices are correct or not, that is not for me to tell. I am not one to judge you on what decisions you make, but I just know that as an individual, you should have that right to make that decision. 
Um, and whatever decision you make, just know that there are consequences, whether positive, good things could come from it or bad things. But I never think that women should not have the right. And it was kind of disappointing to see that in a country that is supposed to be so progressive, in a country where people are told that if you move to America, you live the American dream. It was kind of weird to see them regress. Not only was there the road versus Wade, um, you know, there was the Taliban end up taking over Afghanistan. And from there, you know, a lot of women end up losing their rights, the ability to go to school. So things have started to also move back, um, which is, again, very disappointing. I'm not too familiar on the culture, so I'm going to avoid from making opinions on that. But, you know, it's always nice to see women better off themselves. I am a woman, so I'm always going to root for women to have, you know, the access to education, to be able to make their own decisions, and to see that being revoked. It's it, it was definitely upsetting. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who have dreams, goals, and aspirations to become the next whatever, whether that's like a doctor, a lawyer, a, a diplomat, whatever that may be. And, and to see that, you know, there are some hard times out there for women in these places, it's very upsetting. You know, we really do. I would like to believe as a human race, we are big on moving forward forward about being better people but there are systems that are in place that are either due to religious purposes or due to fascist mindsets or whatever the case may be um, that will keep the status quo as what it is and they do not want to change it and so I don't know what the future is going to look like for women in Afghanistan I can only hope and pray that whatever it is, it will eventually change and things will look up. But uh, my fingers are crossed and I'm praying for women out there. Um, then there was what happened in Iran over the death of Masa Amini, um, which was so unfortunate to hear about how she passed. Again, I'm not going to... Um, speak too much about it because I, you know, don't want to step on any toes. I don't want to upset any people, especially because I don't have all of my facts, but to know how she passed. Um, what is upsetting is that only small independent newscasters are really covering the information. I think the only big, I don't even know if I should call it news, um, was that there was an episode on The Breakfast Club where they invited a particular individual on there and she spoke about it. And that, I mean, I'm not going to say like The Breakfast Club is bigger than CNN, right? And But it's definitely bigger than an independent um, media company. Um, so it's it was nice to see that they decided to take that up and give them the voice to speak out about this injustice. And it's, it's so unfortunate. And I do encourage people to not, when it comes to the news, try to get your news from other outlets that are not your main ones. For example, here in Canada, our big ones are Global, CBC, CTV. 
those are our main um, media sources out here. There are our main um, news sources as well as if you're looking, I mean, through the lens of like watching TV. That's where a lot of Canadians will watch their news. The problem with some of these um, media outlets is that they only push out certain stories they don't push out all. And so that's why I encourage a lot of people to look at other outlets. Like for me, I watch the Brandon Gonez show, um, which does cover things that, yes, the things that you would see on your local TV news station, um, but um, things that you wouldn't. And I know when I was watching the news, I had no idea. Actually, I was informed about what was going on in Iran due to, thankfully, TikTok. Um, there was a lot of buzz around that and the unfortunate about that. Um, I think what is even more unfortunate about that is that I'm all for freedom of speech. I'm not for silencing people's rights to have freedom of speech. And what I say by that is that there, as you know, or you may not know, there were protests in Iran to essentially call out the government and um the unfortunate death of Masa Amini. Um, again, like I said, I would definitely encourage you to read up upon it if you don't know about it. Um, but there were protests due to her death. Um, it was just a situation where people had enough of the, I guess you could say, what you're wearing police um, and how it's not, you know, of law. You, it wasn't too law what she was wearing and that's what kind of ultimately uh, killed her. She was detained and she died up in, in, in jail. So I'm all for protests. You know, when Black Lives Matter happened, people were protesting all over the world. And I, I really think people have the right to protest. What is unfortunate in this situation is that they protest and a lot of these protesters were arrested and executed. Now, again, this is all from what I'm hearing, I don't have people who are on the ground who are letting me know this. And I don't even want to ask because I wouldn't want to put their life in any sort of danger. But based off of what I'm hearing, um, the protesters, especially females, um, they are that, 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 that protested when they were captured in some cases, many of them were virgins. Again, this is what I'm hearing. Um, um, in order for them to be executed, they need to they need to lose their V card. Let's put it that way. And so, unfortunately, a lot of these girls who have never engaged in any sexual activities are being raped, and then from there they will be executed because the mindset is that they won't get into heaven. And it's very traumatic, you know, to have to you know, be detained, then pretty much raped. And then the next thing is executed. And um, I, it makes me sad to know this is the type of society that we live in. But it also reminds me of how fortunate I am to be a part of a country that allows freedom of speech. Now, listen, doesn't necessarily mean we'll agree <laughs> with um, people's views. I remember when we had the trucker convoy 
not too long ago. I think they're even still around. Essentially what the trucker convoy was that uh, they disagreed with Justin Trudeau's mandate for the vaccine. So a couple years ago during the pandemic, uh, Trudeau had mandated people to be vaccinated. And so these trucker convoys were a bunch of truckers as well as people, civilians, who joined with the trucker and said, no, we are not going to be mandated to be taken a vaccine. So, you know, like I'm all for people having to protest. And I, like I said, people have the right to make their own choices. If people do not want to be vaccinated, then they shouldn't be vaccinated. Uh, it shouldn't be forced upon them. Um, that's their body. That's their decision. So I'm all for freedom of speech. I am, I'm just, it makes me sad that people of power could just silence a crowd through execution, which I don't think, I mean, not that I don't think, I know is not right. And I don't know you know, sometimes you wonder as to what can you do to help? What can you do as somebody who's in a Western country to help? You know, um, a lot of women who do post these things, they aren't necessarily asking for financial means. And some, I mean, some are, some are, you know, to help maybe people um, become refugee or whatever the case may be, um, to help the protesters maybe escape. Maybe that's why they're asking for money. But a lot of the times, this, the, the, the thing that I'm hearing the most in terms of how can you help us, the solution is keep sharing, keep posting. And so um, what that does is that th the more voices, the more this is shown, eventually mainstream media has to catch wind of it and they have to put it out in the world. And so what that does is that applies pressure to other countries. And potentially that could look like putting sanctions on Iran as well, um, weakening their economy. And so, you know, that's what a lot of people are asking. Just keep sharing it, you know. And um, my heart goes out to the parents out there who've lost their children due to this. Any time that there is any type of social change, when it comes for protests, you can never expect change to come in easy. You're going to ruffle a few feathers, you know. So I'm praying for the families um, that unfortunately lost their children, their loved ones, whatever the case may be. But let me tell you, that was definitely a, a hard year for women. A lot has been happening and some of us felt helpless and didn't know how to help those. Um, but again, I'm wishing and praying that 2023 is a better year for women and there's some sort of breakthrough. Maybe Roe versus Raid be overturned again and abortion is legal and maybe um, sanctions will be in place in Iran and you know they won't execute the remaining protesters. And I'm just hoping for the best for this year because last year, those those three especially were I I find were a little rough. Um, what else has happened in 2022? Well, guess what? COVID is still a thing. <laughs> COVID is still a thing, and um, unfortunately, we saw a lot of mutations. Right? We saw the Omicron. <laughs> um, then we did also see RSV, which more so affected children. We also see the emergence of monkeypox, and. Ugh, the way that emerged was was funny, was not funny, like haha funny, just interesting, funny, because how they played monkeypox, um, they made it sound like people who are of a specific sexuality um, were more likely to get it. 
So there was a lot of like infectious diseases that came out um, that year. I think a lot of us were just over COVID. I know I was, you know, here in Canada, we were kind of on and off in lockdowns. And by the, I want to say by spring of 2022, a lot of us probably weren't wearing the masks anymore. We were raw dogging COVID. (laughs) We were just like, hey, man, this thing's here to stay. It is what it is. Uh, especially because COVID not only had its multiple variants, but it affected a lot of people mentally. You know, I find that the alpha generation anxiety has really affected the alpha generation. So alpha generations are, I believe, 2019. Any child born 2019? No, sorry. I think it's 2014 to, I believe, 2020 they're considered the alpha generation so they're kind of kids now they were definitely affected anxiety you know being cooped up in the house loneliness so although we were afraid of the infection it also affected on our mental health i believe it showed that during the pandemic there was a spike in mental health cases unfortunately you know we had burnt out staffed and in terms of the healthcare profession a lot of nurses either decided to quit altogether move over to the private sector and unfortunately in some cases some of them decided self-delete um so covid is still a thing covid is still a thing it's 2023 as of the date of this uh podcast i'm recording this on january 7th um covid's still here (laughs) it didn't go away in the first two weeks of 2023 it's just that um we should definitely manage it in terms of you know doing the necessary things um to try to avoid it if you can if you're not over it um if you're in a, a place that's just heavy with people like a crowd you know of course they encourage you to wear your mask of course wash your hands and if you're not feeling well stay home. (laughs) So just continue to um, practice that as it's going to be around for a while. And we're all going to have to eventually develop some sort of immunity to it. Now, another thing that happened in 2022 was the death of the queen. I've discussed my thoughts on the death of the queen. You could check out that episode I did with Paula. It was the first episode of our season uh, where we talked about other things. And one of the things we did speak about was the death of the queen. Don't really have much to say. I do know that um, Prince Harry and Meghan came out with a documentary of it on Netflix. Have I watched it? No. Am I going to watch it? I'm not sure. I'm kind of over (laughs) everything to do with the British monarchy. I don't particularly care. I just know that I want Britain to run my people their check. And by my people, I mean my Jamaican family, friends, and people out there. As you know, I'm of Jamaican descent. And if you did not know, Jamaica has said, Hey, yo, Britain, run me my check. And has asked uh, for reparations. So, till I get my money or see some piece of it from my family that I might probably get. And I don't even know what that's going to look like. I don't particularly care for the British monarch. I will have the discussion. No problem. Um, And like I said, if you do want to hear my thoughts on that, I encourage you to listen to that episode that I did with Paula. I will put that episode in the show notes. Now, one of the big highlights of 2022 was um, Elon Musk. If you don't know, is the owner of Tesla. Um, he buys Twitter and it's so funny because when he bought Twitter, um, and I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people quit because of the mindset that Elon had was to pretty much work people to the bones. 
And if your company is made up with a lot of millennials and especially Gen Z, for you to tell us um, work harder than ever, yeah, you can miss me with that because um, you're probably going to work them harder and not even compensate them am- that amount. So um, what eventually happened is that a lot of people end up quitting. They didn't like his his way of managing or management rather. Um, they didn't like the way he just ran things. And so... You know, I do feel like if you work in the tech industry, whether that's Twitter or any other social media, I feel like they'll be, you know, I'm I'm assuming, but I feel as though when you work in tech, it opens up a lot of doors to work in other parts. So if you leave Twitter, maybe you'll move over to Instagram, maybe you'll move over to TikTok. And I feel like this could be definitely beneficial for other social media platforms to grab um, the talent from those who left Twitter. Um, so yeah, Elon took over and I, if you're ever a member of black Twitter, then you know, <laughs> the jokes that were running around about black Twitter, there were even rumors that because a lot of important people left the company, a lot of people who helped manage the platform, um, there was a lot of rumors around the fact that it might not work eventually, like it will stop working. And so that prompted people um, to create um, other platforms. I know one platform that I found was called Blackum. I guess you could say it's a Twitter for black people. I'm not too qu- quite sure what it is really, honestly, truly. I just saw it and people were saying I should sign up and and I probably will. I don't know. Um, Twitter's nice, but you know, sometimes you want an, a second alternative just in the event that, you know, Twitter does stop working one day. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because a lot of these rumors happen back in end of November, beginning of December, and we're now January and Twitter is not self-imploded. So I think we like to joke around when things are serious and that's fine, but I don't think Twitter is going around anywhere. Actually, uh, Elon did post a poll um, asking if he should step down, which was wild for him to ask (laughs) because um, I don't know why, like, was he expecting people to say no? Because that the results of the poll was uh, no surprise, but it was funny. Um, a large percentage of people wanted him to step down. And it's so funny because he only had Twitter for at that time, maybe a month, a month and a half, maybe. And uh, to give it up after a month and a half. I don't think he had any business um, taking over the company. A lot of things that have happened is like, well, for example, if I really want to, I can now pay money to be verified. So he's now charging people to verify. I don't like that. Um, Listen, there's enough things that are grabbing my money. I don't need another thing um, to pay for. I kind of like the earning system that you have to have maybe a certain amount of followers or you need to be from a local media uh like work for a media company like um like i said in our in canada maybe you're a journalist for ctv and then you would be verified i kind of like that better than having to pay what was it seven or eight dollars a month but hey he's an opportunist and so he's gonna look at ways to find money and um that was his way to make money um so i don't know how i feel you know, now January New Year and Elon Musk is (laughs) the owner of Twitter. But um, let's see what happens in 2023. Um, I do uh, encourage people as well to kind of read up on this. It was a a very funny journey of all this. You can find information on um, YouTube episodes. I'm sure you can find podcasts that discussed about it. 
Um, but I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, and another thing that made heavy news as was the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, which was once valued at 18 billion files for bankruptcy. Um, and this actually reminds me of a Netflix um, documentary that I that I watched, and it was basically about cryptocurrency and how a lot of these kind of fraudulent, I wouldn't say kind of are fraudulent, they're built on a lie. And so when things implode, you see the lies that were built on. Um, I believe the name of that documentary is, uh, I believe it's called A Crypto King, The Rise and Fall of Crypto Currency, I believe. I don't particularly remember <laughs> the name of the uh, Netflix documentary, but it was basically along the lines of, you know, people putting or investing money in this particular um, crypto um, exchange, cryptocurrency exchange. And then the owner of the particular um, um, place mysteriously dies and people cannot get their money out. Um, you know, unfortunately, it caused a lot of people to lose and I'm not talking hundreds of dollars. I'm talking millions of dollars people have lost. In some case, thousands, millions. Um, I remember this one particular part in the documentary where somebody took out a loan to put money into it. And um, unfortunately, they got finessed. When this whole thing came out, they lost all that money. Could you imagine taking out a loan? You know how loans work. You have to pay it back. And so... I, I, I don't want to say it's like a small loan. I want to say it's a big loan that this person took out. Um, but it's just a constant reminder that although we are living in a society that is trying to make money, you know, we live in a world that you need money. You need money to buy a house. You need money to buy a car. You need money to pay the bills. And so sometimes the regular nine to five job doesn't cut it. I think people need to be careful as to where they put their money in because you don't want it to be a situation that uh, you get finessed and now you've lost so much money. Now, based on an article from CBC, they're stating that Sam Backman fried pleaded not guilty to criminal charges that he cheated investors in his now bankrupt FT FTX cryptocurrency exchange. Bankman Fried is accused of looting billions of dollars in FTX customer deposits to support his Alamedia, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, research hedge, hedge fund uh, by real estate and make millions of dollars in political contribution in what prosecutors have called a fraud of epic proportion. Now he can face up to 115 years, 115, that's right, you heard right, 115 years in prison if he's convicted. Again, just another reminder, be very smart, vigilant. I know fraud is at an all-time high here in the city of Toronto. Can't particularly speak about um, outside of the the the. GTA, as we call it, Greater Toronto Area, um, or outside of Ontario even. But I know that in GTA, there has been a high level of fraud 
um, recently, uh, or I should say last year, we saw a lot of um, things being stolen. So if you had an iPad, those were being stolen. Now, as you know, the interest rate goes up, unfortunately, that means that a lot of people can't afford things like food. And so we are starting to see um, people steal food. Um, and then at one point, um, people's cars were being stolen. And I don't mean in the sense like I left my keys in the car. Like I'm home, I went to bed and my car is in the driveway. I wake up the next morning, my car is gone. So I know that fraud is at an all time high that all this to say is, like I said, if you're putting your money, you know, try to do your research. I'm very weary of cryptocurrency. And I do believe we had this discussion last season with Rennie in which um, we discussed about cryptocurrency. She did provide a percentage of how much you should invest in it. And I think it was really low. I think it was something along the line of like 1% is what you should invest in it because it's so new. And things like these, like fraud, you know, is um, definitely a possibility. And, you know, like I said, you don't want to get finessed. So, you know, just be careful when it comes to putting your money into cryptocurrency. And if you're not sure, my suggestion is just don't do it. That way it saves you, you know, the heartache of losing money. Because let me tell you, to lose money that you invested in, that hurts. (laughs) In other news, the world population count reached 8 billion. That's pretty big. That's a lot of people if you think about it. I'm not too sure as to where the bulk of the population is. I know that once upon a time, a lot of the bulk well, when I looked into it, I should say once upon a time, because I don't know if that situation is still the case. But um, at one point, um, it was China and India that were the largest in terms of population. So is that still the case? Not sure. But uh, just, you know, a little fun fact. Last year, we reached 8 billion people. Do with that information with you, Will. Um, unfortunately, we saw a lot of mass shootings. Um, in the U.S. And again, you could listen to an episode that I did with Andrew um, from the Sports Jones podcast, as well as the Real Talk podcast, as you know, he is too, in which we were talking about the mass shootings that had happened. Unfortunately, the U.S. do see a significant high number of mass shootings out there. And so, you know, my heart goes out to people who've lost loved ones due to mass shootings, whether it's at a grocery store or at a school. I wish I could say that 2023 will get better, but if we know the track record in the U.S., you know, that's kind of how it goes until maybe there's tighter gun control laws out there. Unfortunately, we're going to continue to see things like this happen. Another interesting news was um, Brittany Griner was made serious headline. Now, if you don't know who Brittany Griner is, she is a famous WNBA athlete. So she plays, don't know if you guys know this, but the NBA has the WNBA, which is W would mean women. <laughs> um, and she used to play for the WNBA. She also played, I believe, from when someone explained for another team. And so anyways, she was uh, arrested in Russia for counting a certain amount of marijuana. Um, which there is considered illegal. Um, Now it would take the U.S. government nearly 10 months to make a deal with Russia. So she she was arrested and she was detained in Russian 
um, prison. And it took about 10 months before a deal was made with Russia to have her returned back safely to U.S. soil. Now, I know the argument, (laughs) the typical argument of was this a fair trade as the U.S. provided Russia with Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer. Now, logically, NBA player, Russians arms dealer not even on the same wavelength. You know, one's an athlete. The other one is somebody who deals out firearms, probably illegally, you know? So was it a fair trade? Of course not. Um, But I don't think we're looking, I don't think we should look at it as, was it fair? I think it was just so put yourself in her loved one's shoes or put yourself in the shoes of a mother whose daughter is out there in what is, you know, a very, like, Russia don't play around, eh? They're strict, you know, and you just want to have your child come home safe. So I don't look at it as if it's fair. I'm a mom, so I would want the government to do anything they can to get my child home safe. What is lucky is that she had such an uproar about it um, from the black community of trying to bring her home. And I think, I don't know if this was a tactic for, for Joe, but this may have won brownie points with the black community in America. I could be wrong. Um, I don't, honestly, I don't even know if Joe's going to run again for the next election <laughs> because the way y'all painting Joe to look like, poor thing. You know, the, a lot of the Fred conference that I've seen, they, they kind of make Joe look like he's losing it a little bit. <laughs> um, But for sure, it was definitely not a fair trade. But I don't think we should look at it as fairness. Um, I think we should look at it as like, you know, as a parent, I want my child to be home. Now, there's a lot of argument around this. Like, did she not know she was going to a country where having marijuana is illegal? Now, from my understanding, I heard it was medical marijuana. But I don't think Russia recognizes medical marijuana. I think they just see it as marijuana, period. Um, And if that's the case, um, I think this is a valuable lesson for people who do travel. Please, 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 if you're traveling for 2023, do your research on the place that you're traveling to. So if you know that these places uh, want you to be covered, don't go showing up there like your head's not covered. You know, these are not, this is not your land. You are just a visitor. Keep that in mind. You are a visitor in their land. And at the end of the day, it's their land. They call the shots. So I definitely encourage people to do their research because the last thing you want to do is find yourself in an unfortunate circumstance um, where you're kicking yourself and saying to yourself, man, I wish I did. You know, don't put yourself in these situations. There, Some of them could be very scary, you know, because like I said, you're a visitor in their country and you may have come in doing what you did as nothing serious, but they could see it as disrespectful. So that is my wish for you guys in 2023. Do your research on where you're going um, just to avoid any mishap. Um, and um, I'm glad that she's back on U.S. soil. I'm glad she's back with her wife. Um, and I'm glad that there was a happy ending to this and it didn't uh, end in her forever being in Russia. And because keep in mind with the war in Ukraine, this is a very delicate, delicate situation. Um, and I was glad and relieved to hear that it's done. The nightmare is over and she's back home. Now, the trial we were all waiting for 
for two years happened. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Tory Lanez and um, the Meg the Stallion situation in which we want to know who shot Meg. Um, now, I do want people to remember that it wasn't Tory Lanez versus Meg. Like this wasn't in the court. This wasn't Meg pressing charges. This was Tory Lanez versus the state of California. Okay. Um, I think a lot of people think that it was Tory Lanez versus Megan and that uh, Megan filed charges. A reminder, she did not file charges. Um, it was the state of California that filed charges. So, but we ultimately wanted to know like, okay, who shot Meg? Uh, I know that was definitely one of my questions and I wanted to know, I honestly thought with the trial that we would kind of get some clarity into who did it. Now, listening to what had happened in the courtroom, because we did have a lot of YouTubers go in and, you know, heard what happened. A lot of what we heard about what happened in that courtroom was very confusing. I'm going to say that. For one, it, one of the, the witnesses that uh, saw, allegedly saw, I shouldn't say allegedly now because he is a, uh, someone who was a witness, uh, saw, said things like Megan was on the floor and Tori and the driver and Kelsey were beating Megan. You know, there was a lot of things that I just felt like didn't make sense. Then there were things like Kelsey was saying that she does not remember certain events. And I mean, I understand because it's been two years since the the incident happened. So it's it makes sense that you don't have a strong recollection of what happened that night. And I never understood why trials are like, there's such a huge date difference of when it happened to when the trial has happened, like two years. Like, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. So how am I supposed to remember what happened two years ago? You know, so the whole time I was thinking and when I heard the update, I did feel as though it was going to lead into a mistrial. I'm going to be honest. It just didn't feel like anything was sticking. So just to um, give you an understanding of what the charges were, um, Daystar is his name, uh, was charged with assault with a semi-automatic firearm, having a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle and destroyed charging a firearm with gross negligence. So those were the charges. You guys notice how this doesn't say anything of attempted murder because again, Megan did not file charges or attempted assault or whatever attempt there could be. She did not file charges. So this is the state of California, just so you um, are aware of that. Now, if we're going based off of what this is saying, if that gun is his and it's unregistered, it's illegal, and he did discharge that, then I could understand the charges. I don't know if he did discharge it. They did say that they found gun residue. They found a DNA of a female. You know, that's where it gets a little bit murky. But on the unregistered firearm, yeah. And so what that looks like is that um, now they're looking at sentences. As you know, he was found guilty, which again, I was surprised. Like I said, I was expecting this to be a mistrial. I thought this case was going to be all thrown out, done. Tori goes and rides off into the sunset. I, I honestly thought that because you would have to had follow the trial to find how convoluted it was, how confusing it was, how things didn't make sense, how things didn't stick. And after a while of all that confusion, people just kind of check out. So um, I really thought he was going to walk free. And for him to be sentenced as guilty. So now we are waiting for the charges. I don't know 
when the sentencing is as of the day of this uh, podcast recording. Um, but um, we will stay tuned and find out what those uh, what the sentencing is looking like. Now, are we glad that it's over? Did we feel like there was a result? I didn't feel like it was resolved. You know, like, I don't know who did it. And it's kind of unfortunate. I really was hoping we'd find out who shot Meg. I really thought there would be some sort of like the end, like so- something that could be like, OK, we have the the answer to our question. I don't feel like we have the answer to our question. I don't think we ever will. You know, the only people who know what really happened is the driver, Meg, Kelsey and Mr. Daystar. So are we glad that it's over? I think we are. <laughs> I think we're exhausted. This has been prolonged for two years. I think we're done. I think we're over it. I know that as the days come, the next few days, weeks come, we'll probably get more information about it as, you know, recordings get leaked or pictures get leaked. I'm sure we'll hear about it a little bit more. But ultimately, once the sentencing happens, it's going to fizzle out. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it could also look like... Um, Tori could be deported back to Canada, which is unfortunate. And I'm going to say this and I want people to understand it. I'm not saying what if Tori did shoot Megan. I'm not saying that um, he should not spend jail time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it in the sense of being a Canadian artist, being a Canadian artist, whether you're a rapper, you're a singer, or even if you're an actor, it's very hard to break into that industry. I'm sure in Hollywood, Hollywood, maybe 2% are Canadians. I could be wrong. Maybe even 1% are Canadians. And it's very hard for somebody, whether you're Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, wherever, to break into that industry. And to know that he broke into that industry and may have to come back. I mean, I'm not too sure what his career, his his rap slash singing career is going to look like if he gets deported back. It would make sense that he gets deported um, back to Canada. Um, but... Um, you know, it's just kind of like, look at, you know, you did all this work and you got to this point and now look at, you know, what's that going to look like for him? Will he kind of turn into a one hit wonder? I guess we're going to stay tuned to find out. Me personally, I don't listen to Tory Lanez. I'm more of a Drake person. <laughs> um, no disrespect to Tory. I'm just more of a Drake fan. Um, but we're going to definitely see what the sentencing looks like. Will he be deported back? And what happens there for Daystar? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Now, we did also have the World Cup. I think that would probably be the highlight <laughs> for a lot of people. Uh, we got to watch the World Cup in Qatar. And even though there was a lot of controversy that happened leading up to that event, it was probably the highlight for many. I know it was for Canadians because Canada qualified to play, uh, which ended a 36-year drought since um, the first uh, and only time Canada played in the FIFA, which was, it was nice. You know, I know we didn't last long, <laughs> but it was nice um, to root for my country and to see us play there. I know that um, FIFA is coming to the three countries in 2026. And so we're looking at um, Canada, the US and Mexico. So in 2026, it will be hosted by all those three countries, Canada. I'm happy to know that Toronto is one of the cities that we'll be able to see. I'm hoping that um, I get to see, I'm hoping it's in the summer one and not in the winter. Um, and I'm hoping that I get to see Ghana play. Because I, I feel like Ghana might make it again. I don't know. But I'm hoping I get to see that because that'd be very interesting. Um, also, my partner is Ganyan. So it's going to be a big thing for the family to um, be able to see that in person and enjoy that. And by then, my kids will be a little bit older. So I'm sure they'll enjoy that, too. Lastly, um, let's not forget um, in terms of one of the news. And I, I didn't mention about this earlier. Um Nick Cannon, at the end of this year, has his 12th child. I don't know when we're going to stop talking about Nick. I don't even know what his plans are for 2023. I wouldn't be surprised if he announces another kid. Like, it just wouldn't be surprising to me. Um, I think he's just on that streak. Again, I don't know what his mindset is about having so many kids. I do know that me and Paula were discussing that. Um, and... Um, you know, we're definitely concerned for you, Nick, if you ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but he had his 12th kid and, um, you know, we hope that, you know, he doesn't, it just doesn't stretch him too thin and that it doesn't affect his health. But um, children are a blessing. And so while we are concerned for him, um, we congratulate him on his 12th kid. If you do want to check out our thoughts about that, again, I did this episode with Paula. Um, you can go check that out. I will leave that information in the show notes. Not only did we have world news that shook us, but the passing of so many beloved celebrities at the top of the year of 2022 was Sydney Portier. We also lost those have contributed to the culture like Coolio and Takeoff. There were journalists that left their mark on um, journalism such as Barbara Walter. There were those that left a mark in fashion like Andre Leon Talley. There were also athletic superstars such as Pele. You know, we had actresses like Christy Allen. We lost Aaron Carter, Olivia Newton-John. Now, if you don't know who that is, think Sandy from Greece, you know, the John Travolta one. Nichelle Nichols, which is uh, Lieutenant Nyota from Star Trek. She was the first, uh, well, one of the black casts in the original uh, Star Trek. We lost Bob Saget, who many of us loved as uh, one of the fathers of Full House. We lost former Miss USA Chesley Cries. I believe I'm saying her name incorrectly. And then, of course, lastly, you know, towards 
I think the one that was the most devastating for a lot of us was uh, Stephen Twitch. And he's formerly known as the quote unquote fake DJ on The Ellen Show, um, which came to me as a surprise. I remember I had watched one of his latest TikTok videos. I believe it was one of him and his wife. And so to hear um, the fact that he passed, um, it really shocked me. Um, And I think this is a constant reminder for people to be kind to others because you never know what people are battling. Both the former Miss USA individual as well as Stephen um, committed suicide. And like I said, just be kind to people as we never know what they're suffering from. And to definitely have the discussion around depression because the rates are rising. Now, I want to take this opportunity to have the discussion and to talk about it. If you are having any thoughts of suicide, know that you are needed here and you are loved. Okay. And so if you're ever having any types of thoughts, I definitely encourage you just to seek help immediately. I will definitely put down the information if you're ever having the thought of wanting to end your life. I will leave the contact information of places as to um, suicide helplines that can help you because you are loved, you are needed, and you are important. And you have people who care for you and would rather be by your side and walk you through this journey than having you leaving them. Now, before we continue on with the remainder of this episode, it's time for the artist and song of the month. If you're new here, once a month, I choose a Canadian artist. Now, they could be from Toronto, they could be from Nova Scotia, they could be from Edmonton, they could be anywhere from Canada. And so I highlight these artists and one of the songs that I'm particularly rocking. So now, this month, was a hard one. Like I knew who I was going to choose without a doubt. But when I was listening to the songs, I just didn't know which one to choose. So this is going to be a first ever, I think, in which I have two songs um, that I am going to um, drop and that you will hear a small snippet of it on today's episode. Now, the artist that I'm giving you for January um, is very known in the culture, and you probably know her. Um, You've seen her on mediums such as Love and Hip Hop. You've also seen her on Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. She's the beautiful and talented Jessie Wu. Now, some of you may not know, but Jessie Wu is, in fact, Canadian, born of Haitian parents. Jessie was born in my city, that's right, Montréal, She's a singer, an influencer, a reality star. Child, she does it all, okay? Like, I, I don't know what more to tell you. <laughs> Being that January, it, January 1st specifically is Haitian Independence Day, shout out to all my Zoes, I figured let me rep my Haitian family and choose an artist that pays homage to the Haitian culture. Now, apart from finding Miss Wu telling everyone that Celine Dion is Haitian, Jessie, just for the record, she's Jamaican. You can find her on her YouTube channel, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as various projects as well. 
Now, I'll provide all of her contact information on where you could follow her, both on Instagram and Twitter and all various other platforms. So the first song that you're about to hear is literally the sound of Haiti as it incorporates the sound of Zouk, Compa. She mixes between English, French, and Creole. So without further ado, here's Jessie Wu with Take Control. I'm not gonna lie <laughs> that sound this song reminds me of all the Haitian parties I used to go to in Montreal so in honor of my Haitian friends families listeners happy Independence Day I know I'm late as this episode drops because I know that it was on the first but just wanted to pay, pay tribute to you guys and say happy um, Haitian Independence Day I encourage my listeners to read up about the story, the history of Haiti, as it's definitely a history to be proud of. Now, if you're looking for my second song of the month, or if you're looking for any of my songs, um, I've created a playlist on Spotify. So anytime I drop the artist of the month, I will put in that song into the playlist. Now you can find that information elsewhere in the show notes. As I mentioned, this is a first that I couldn't pick one. So we're going to get into the second one, also by Jesse Wu, and it's called Laid Up. So let's get into it. About me, betting that you gon' creep. She don't know I make a moan and put on to sleep. Now she thinking that every time he with you, he be thinking of me. But I don't listen to what people say. Girl, I'm on your mind. I might take your place. Let it off your mind. Cause it's jealousy. They don't know. So tell me, which song are you feeling out of the two? I will post a poll on our Instagram page so you know what that means. If you want to participate in the poll, 
you kind of have to follow me on Instagram. And you can do that by following me at a shot of melanin, all one words, no caps. You can follow me on Instagram there. And not only can you participate in the poll, but like I mentioned, we will be having some contests coming up. So the only way for you to know about it is to kind of follow me there. And like always, go follow Jesse. So now let's get into today's episode. 2022 definitely rocked us from world news, celebrity death, and the interest rate rising. It's the year that keeps on giving. We saw gas prices go up as well as everything else from grocery bills to rent as well as mortgage payments. 2022 was the roughest year out of the 2020s. So today's episode, we're going to highlight my journey as a podcaster, the conversations I've had, and kind of my thoughts moving forward and what I hope to see in the progression and the growth of my podcast. This is a shot of melanin. So I previously gave you some information of what happened in the world, worldly news, um, things that happened pretty much outside of Canada. So I'm just going to quickly go over what had happened here in Canada. Well, over, I believe it was this past summer, telecom provider Rogers Communication experienced a major service outage affecting more than 12 million users. So what essentially happened is we have um, three four depending on where you are but we have three big um telecommunication um companies out here we got telus we got rogers we got bell um and that's why i said four ish because depending on where you are you'd consider videotron if you're from quebec one of the big four um and so when it comes to things like internet telephone um um, cell phones. Those are the ones that you're looking at. I'm not too sure if Videotron has internet, uh, cell phones, but I know that like Rogers, um, Telus, Bell, they do. Now what happened was that there was a complete internet su- shutdown, meaning that a lot of users were unable to get on the internet or make phone calls. Like it didn't work. And I know that it caused such a big uproar. Um, a lot of customers wanted to be compensated and that I do believe that's one of the issues that we have with only having four three four mm, big um, telecommunication companies because there's not much competition and I know a lot of people are going to say well yeah but there's like Chatter and there's Fido and there's Kudo the thing I don't know I don't know if a lot of people know is that these smaller um Companies are actually owned by the big ones. For example, Telus owns Kudo. Rogers owns Fido. So they're not necessarily independent. They are just, I guess they're giving users the illusion that they are um, their own company when in, in essence, they're really owned by the big ones. Um, I remember that was being a huge issue. And as a lot of people, like I said, weren't able to access making phone calls, going on the internet. Um, Now, I don't know if people end up getting compensated from that. I'm assuming they probably did. If you are a uh, user of Rogers, please let me know. Did Rogers um, compensate you? Um, I'm not with Rogers, 
I remember maybe getting a cell phone when I was 16 and it was by Rogers, but I'm not with Rogers and I can see why I probably will never go with them. <laughs> In other news, Pierre Polyev wins the 2022 Conf- Conservative Party of Canada leadership. Um, there was a lot of buzz around Pierre Polyev um, because he really defined himself as like a hardcore conservative. Um We'll have to see in my one the there's another election to see what that means. Is he really hardcore? Like a lot of people are saying, I haven't done my uh, research on Mr. Polyev just because we don't have a federal election coming up. Um, so I'll just kind of wait up until then. Until then, we've got Trudeau um, and then we're going to see what happens in the next election. What's that going to look like? In other news, the single use of plastic are banned from being manufactured or imported in the country, meaning, for example, grocery stores will no longer be able to carry plastic bags. And I get it. It's for environmental purposes, but I need the plastic bags. Like Sometimes I forget my bags in the car. Just give me the plastic bags. Again, I get it. Um, you know, we want to do, we want to take care of Earth. Earth is the only um planet we've got i know that scientists are trying to find other planets that we can inhabit but i think that we should do a better job of taking care of the planet that we have now um because this is home this is where the human race is and i think that we definitely do need to play our part in you know bringing bringing down um the carbon uh carbon dioxide emission you know, with the greenhouse gases, with things like, you know, littering. And I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not no saint when it comes to hmm, being a good environmental citizen. You know, I kind of slip up sometimes. And it, it is definitely a reminder that we do need to do better. I know, for example, um, Trudeau would like to introduce electric cars. So by a certain year, there's going to be a large percentage of electric cars being ran, ran in Canada. I think it's great, but I think it also needs to be realistic. Electric cars are not cheap. So what does that mean? Would that mean that the federal government is going to reimburse um, people who buy electric cars a certain amount? Like, will they give you $10,000 back in your pocket? I don't know. Um, but I do know that, yes, although it sucks, um, I do know that we definitely need to not be carrying plastic bags. Um, we should definitely stop that and I get it. Um, but I still like my plastic bags, man. Um, we also had a provincial election, um, here in Ontario, uh, which resulted into the re-election of the conservative party and Mr. Doug Ford. I had the conversation with fellow podcaster, Chid Suzanne. Take a listen to our thoughts on the election. Tell me, like, what were your thoughts about each candidate? Honestly, it's so funny. I feel like this political, uh, this last campaign season was very underwhelming. And I don't know if it's because it was a provincial election as opposed to a federal election, but it felt really Mm -hmm. underwhelming. Like, I saw the, the flags. I saw the signs. But I wasn't, I felt like there wasn't a lot of direct in your face campaigning like i've seen you know campaigns where you're seeing candidates going door to door in your neighborhood i didn't really see any of that didn't really get a lot of the calls so it felt really underwhelming to me um you know i am 
a more progressive woman <laughs> and i feel like that's something that's you know typically popular amongst younger women especially millennials young people in general so um i was more focused on you know, liberals and ndp and sort of looking at what their uh platforms what they were you know planning to do promising that they were going to do and so on so yeah I, I honestly my thoughts were that this was underwhelming it went by really quickly mm-hmm. i felt i felt like a lot of people probably even like i felt like a lot of people probably were not aware that a provincial election took place i think you might be right on that one i think because we were coming so quickly off of the federal election Right. I mean, I know it was what September. So from September to June, I think people were just kind of like wheeling off of the federal one, and then to know like, oh, we're, we have another one in Ontario. Oh, oh, wait. I think it was just kind of like one of those. I also think you know a lot of people don't really care to have the election right now. They just feel like it's, it's why, mm-hmm. why. Now, from the time we had did that episode, so much has happened. Our healthcare is slowly crumbling as nurses and healthcare professionals are burnt out. Many of these professionals left the field, have gone to the private healthcare sector, and in some cases, unfortunately, have taken their lives. In addition, there was a strike here in Ontario with education support workers in which these workers were demanding better working conditions as well as an increase in salary. Now, many of these workers who are educated were making a maximum of 30000 annually. Now, for my American followers to get an idea of what that translates into, that's $21,979.65 us and if you live in the city of toronto that's not enough to sustain you the average price of rent across all units in toronto in october of 2820 canadian so that translates into 2066 and nine cents usd so as you can see uh, a salary of 21,000 usd is not enough um, to make ends meet i mean you're just maybe you're not even probably going to make enough um, to cover rent alone. You know, so unfortunately, many of them had to find themselves getting food from soup kitchens. Um, So since he's been reelected, there has been nothing but issues. And with the teacher's contracts coming uh, to an end and up for negotiation, uh, based on Doug's Ford's track record, I'm not holding my breath that things will get better in this province. Now, 2022 was definitely a year of challenges with the podcast. If you don't know, I am a mother of two small children and they take a lot of my time and energy. But even though they take a lot of my energy, they inspire me. And I know it takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a mom tribe to lean on. One of the tribes that I lean on for motherly questions, advice, is definitely Black Moms Connection. I was fortunate to have a conversation with the owner of this nonprofit organization, Tanya Hales. Take a listen. Where did Black Moms uh, Connection come from? Like, where did you get the idea? Yeah. So my son was two. uh, So this was a, a, a few years ago. He's now nine. And I was at a splash pad with him and son's hat. And I was like, do they make sunscreen for black skin? And like most moms my age, my era, 
uh, I was like, I'm in a whole bunch of mom groups online, but not very diverse spaces, we'll say, to to right. keep it polite. And I wanted to be able to ask very Black questions and get very Black answers, because there are things that are very specific to us as Black women that we face in our motherhood journey. So I asked 12 of my friends, if I created this thing, would you join? And they said yes. And it was originally Black Moms Network. And it's and not a lot of people know that. And the reason why we changed it is because then the moms who did find it, they were just promoting their businesses. And, you know, like the club after the club, when you come out and there's like flyers all over the parking lot that have been put on the cars yeah. while we were all partying, that's what it became. And I was like, I don't want this. So I changed okay. it to, to connection because I wanted it to be very intentionally about connecting with other Black mothers. So that was January 2015, and the rest is history. So if you're a new mom trying to figure out motherhood, if you're a seasoned mom looking to connect with other mothers, or if you're looking for a tribe, definitely check out Black Moms Connection. I will leave the information again in the show notes for you to join the group and meet your tribe. One thing I'm definitely learned throughout this process while having a podcast is the concept of shooting your shot. Ooh, child, let me tell you, imposter syndrome is real. I was excited to be able to into interview big YouTubers like Renny the Resources and which discussed about financial literacy here in Canada. I definitely encourage if you're looking for more knowledge on that and what that looks like because I do understand that a lot of YouTube content is tends to be more American and it's usually very hard to find Canadian contents or content creators to go follow Rennie and listen to what she has to say. She also has a podcast, Don't Go Broke Trying. Definitely go take it in. It's great content, gets you the mind going. She has this segment that I really love, um, Am I the Asshole? Um, um, where you kind of get more of a financial storyline and kind of have to figure out like is the person an asshole like they think they are or may not be um so definitely i encourage you to follow Rennie for your any type of financial knowledge especially in the context of being a canadian now i do know that she also has other things on her channel she does travel um fashion and all that sort of stuff um so follow her she's on youtube instagram tiktok like i said follow her podcast I think the one thing that really got me, like totally shocked me, was having a discussion about fatherhood with Adam. Now, this is where the imposter syndrome really came in, okay? And just to give you a little bit of backstory, I grew up in Montreal. And when YouTube hit the scene, I followed a lot of American YouTubers, like Nietzsche B, which is a, at the time, she did a lot of makeup tutorials. I also followed Natural88, who did a lot of natural hair care. Um, I also followed Bottle Ripple, also known as Morgan, who also did hair and makeup tutorial. So you could kind of get an idea that a lot of them are in the States. Now, when I came across some Canadian YouTubers, it was like, it was nice to see. I would consume more Canadian content when I did find them. Um, one of the ones that I kind of like remember very vividly was following For Y'all's Entertainment. Now, they are from Brampton and I believe they're still doing their thing. Um, 
there Brampton is one of the um, cities in the GTA, I guess you could call it. Um, they were hilarious to me. Every time I, I watched them, their content was more on a comedic level. Through For Y'all's Entertainment, I found LaToya. I don't know if you guys remember LaToya Forever. Um, she was... Uh, started off as a as well as a comedic content related uh, uh, content creator did a lot of comedy then you know switched into makeup and hair you know I guess with content creating you have to be very diverse um, and I started to follow Latoya based off of for y'all for y'all entertainment and that's when we you know saw her um, personal journey you know so we saw her finding her at the time, husband, now ex-husband, um, having her kids, all three of them. So I followed their journey and I followed their vlogs. The real ones know, like the day ones know about Rayshon. Okay, like you remember Rayshon. Many of my, many viewers watched their vlogs um, from Adam and LaToya purchasing a home, having kids, eventually leaving Canada. Now, to give you guys the whole story and why I say imposter syndrome is real. I was sitting in my living room and I was thinking about last year, I wanted to do an episode on Father's Day and I really wanted to have a conversation with a father, some father that is well known. And the whole point of a shadow melon is I'm trying to get a lot of Canadian because like I said in previous episodes, as Canadians, we tend to look at what's in the States what content creators are out there, what celebrities are out there, not knowing that we have talent in our own yard, or even that we do have talent in the States that are Canadian and started off, you know, born and raised, and then they moved out into the States. So it was really just to kind of highlight, you know, black talent in the country, as well as black talent who have left the country and moved on to other parts of the world or gone to the US and who've made it big out there. So I was sitting down and I was just thinking to myself, like, who can I have a conversation? Um, a lot of the times, I don't even know who's Canadian. So a lot of times I learn things myself. Like I didn't know, for example, that Jesse Reyes is Canadian. And I, I, I learned something. Anyways, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm thinking, who can I have and have a discussion about Father's Day? And I said, wouldn't it be cool to have Adam? Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. And it'd be such a treat for me. So I found his um, contact information. I'm not going to tell you how. Um, and I sent an email. <laughs> I just sent an email. I shot my shot. Um, and I'm thinking, you know what? What are the chances that this man is going to answer me back? Sure enough, I get an email respond back from Adam. And I'm literally still staring at my phone. Now at the time I had a co-host, I had Brittany and I contacted her and I'm like, you won't believe who said yes to be on, on our podcast. And she's like, who? I'm like, Adam, Adam Ali, the Adam Ali, Latoya Forever's ex-husband. Shut up, Michelle. Nope. Dead serious. Now, you know, of course I book him. Uh, I book a date. Um, and as we get closer and closer to the date, a part of me felt inadequate. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, I just felt as though 
because he's gotten so big, you know, he's come from, I understand he comes from very humble beginnings, but because a lot of us grew up with him, he's kind of looked at someone like we probably will never be able to talk to, never be able to attain. I just kind of felt a huge sense of imposter syndrome. So when I say that thing is real, that thing is real. I would try to think of ways to um, back out on it. And eventually I just kind of said, you know, you've come a long way, Michelle, from a podcast that you didn't know what it was going to look like, what it was going to sound like, but you kept at it and you did it. And I think this is a great treat. So I went on with it. I decided, you know what, I am not going to cancel this episode. Um, What was funny is that I had a dream the night before that (laughs) it was all a prank and that wasn't I, I got the wrong contact information that wasn't the Adam. It was somebody who was playing in a prank on me. And I would have been so disappointed. But to know that it was really him um, and he had the conversation we were able to d- discuss about fatherhood um, was such a treat for me because I really wanted to be respectful and transparent with him. I didn't want to discuss anything about his ex-wife. You know, I believe a few months earlier, there was uh, an issue because he did an interview with Tasha Kay and it went completely like left. I didn't want that. I wanted to leave him with a good experience so that other small podcasters who started off with humble beginnings like myself could have the opportunity to chat with him. Plus, I mean, this was our version of our Canadian celebrity to many of us. Most of my friends geeked and couldn't believe I got him. Shoot, I couldn't believe it. Okay. <laughs> And so what I've really learned about doing this, the process of this is there's going to be a lot of times where I'm going to have to shoot my shot. If I really want specific people on my podcast, I have to learn not to be afraid to try. And yeah, the worst thing that I'm going to get out of this could be a no, but I'm definitely going to continue at it. I do think that, um, it was also very much a learning experience. And I think this could also be applied to anybody who is listening to this episode and might be a little bit too afraid or too timid to go for something just because you have that imposter syndrome. I would definitely encourage to look at your your journey and see where you started off to where you are now and that you're very much deserving of this. So I guess that could be my little timid for, or a little nugget Um, for people who are suffering from that, just keep pushing, keep striving. You never know where it could lead you. It it could surprise you. Like I said, it surprised me. Um, But I'm so glad that I did that episode with him. It was great. I wish I did get it on video because that would have been a a really nice video to have on YouTube, but that's okay. On to um, other things. Um, but I'm hoping that for the rest of the year, I can get more good names on here. Who knows? Like I've got, I've created my list of um, individuals that I know who are Canadian that I would love to have on here and have a discussion with them and see what uh, this this podcast can lead me. And do you find there has anybody who has influenced your parenting style? Or did Adam come up with this on his own? I don't think I have an influence, you know, when it comes to a, fa- you know, a father. I think I've taken a few attributes that I feel were very strong about my dad. 
and um and also learned from the things where I felt like you know he he lacked and maybe he lacked that from you know from a cultural difference and you know it, I just turned it into to me and trying my best to you know learn how to raise kids in this modern day because you know what applied back then not everything's applicable now and that can cause a lot of tension there you know and i've experienced just the, the generational differences so you know just try my best to cater in a way that's still impactful and still instills values that i personally because everything's going to be personable mm-hmm. but values that i i believe um will that are everlasting you know evergreen <laughs> So ultimately for me, 2022 has been, an alt- overall, it's been a good year. You know, a lot has happened. As you know, we lost a co-host. Brittany has stepped down, um, but I've decided to continue on without her. She's, of course, as I've mentioned to her many times, she's more than welcome to come back and do an episode if she wishes with me or she would like. Um, but um, I've learned a lot in terms of what it's like to be a creator. Um, for one, being a creator, it's a lot of work. And so when you're doing, you know, I have my regular nine to five after my nine to five, I do my five to nine. Um, As I'm recording this episode, it is 2 a.m. on a Saturday now. And I really wanted to um, get this out because I did want to have that moment of reflection about um, my growth as a podcaster. Um, Very much still learning. I think that it's going to constantly be a, a situation of growth for me. I'm not one to just pick up something and stick with it. I tend to pick up something. If it doesn't work out, I drop it. And so now that we're heading into year three, I'm kind of proud of myself and my accomplishments. 2022, I have to say, was the year of shooting my shot and for a good majority of them scoring. You know, I got Tanya Hales, the founder of the nonprofit of BMC. I have um, Rennie the Resources, the YouTuber. I had um, Adam Ali. So I can't not say that 2022 was not a successful year. It was definitely a successful year. I got to spend time with loved ones, friends. I got to welcome friends who had kids and just watch their kids when their little ones grow. So I definitely can say that 2022 was definitely a blessed year for me. No arguments there, but it was also uh, a learning moment. And I think um, what I've learned is to really invest in myself and invest in things that make me happy. Right now, this podcast brings me a lot of joy. What started off as just a hobby because I was on maternity leave has really been something that I'm proud of. If you um, didn't or didn't know, or if you don't follow me on Twitter or, or Instagram, I made it on a must listen to podcast list, which I'm very, very proud of. And you can find that information on my Instagram page as well. But it was quite a shock, actually. I got, um, I think somebody tagged me in it. No, I, I believe it was Chid. Chid reached out to me and told me, Congratulations. I had no idea. And I saw that and I was very, it was nice to see my hard work um, be recognized and seen and noticed and appreciated. So 
I will definitely say that 2022 was good for me. It was good to me as well. Um, And I'm kind of looking forward to what 2023 has in store um, for me. Now, if you kind of want to know what the name of that article was, it is from the walkpodcaster.co. You could go on their website as you can find it all there. They also posted it on their Twitter page. It was called Discover These Cultural Podcasts by Canadian Women of Color. And so I made that list, which was super dope and, I, and I'm super thankful for. Um, so what do I see for 2023? Well, more conversations. Um, we're still working out the season. I definitely want to have more conversations with some people, um, people that maybe you might not know as well, because yes, we do have some big names out there, but we also have some small names out here that are doing big things as well. And I would definitely like to push out their names more so that there's more buzz and more awareness to them. Um, working on the consistency, guys, please bear with me. Have patience. I'm definitely trying to be more consistent all around, um, whether that's my social media page um, or posting on um this these episodes out and get them out on time i i aim for two wednesdays a month so twice a month you will get an episode again if you don't see anything please check my instagram page as i'll let you know whether an episode is coming out or not also contest is coming up i've got a nice contest coming up um for the month of february for love month Um, So you definitely need to follow me there. And I think that's what I'm pretty much expecting for 2023. Just more conversation. Also bring back some conversation with maybe the gang that you guys so know of. Maybe bring back Andrew and have a conversation. Um, But I'm looking forward to what the year has to offer. Let me know what you guys are planning for 2023 what is the word or what are you manifesting for uh 2023 and i wish you guys all the best for this year i hope whatever you are manifesting comes to fruition i hope you find success and i'm hoping you bring in the dollar signs okay because like i said this interest rate is no joke and i know we could use every amount of money to help (laughs) make our life just a little bit more easier. Did you like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe to our platform and follow us on our social media platforms at a shot of melanin on Instagram, a shot of melanin on Facebook and ASOM underscore podcast on Twitter. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. And don't be afraid to let us know what you'd like to hear from us.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.